Welcome everyone to What I Have Learned So Far with Meg Letty. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. everyone. Welcome back. So my mom was in town last week. And throughout the week, I started noticing little things here and there that she was saying that I was like, oh, that's where I picked that up. So it's very interesting to me. We went to breakfast with my niece, who goes to college near me, and we weren't going to be able to see her otherwise. So we met up for breakfast. So just for a little background, my niece is a junior in college. My mom was saying, you better get your fun in now because once you graduate, you got to get a job and support yourself. It came out the same way six or seven times during the breakfast, the same thing, the same idea that fun is over once you leave college, you need to get a job and you need to support yourself you're then an adult, and adults don't have any fun. That's literally what I heard. Now, that may not be what she said, but that is what I heard. And that's what I heard most of my childhood. And my parents worked very hard for what we had. And I completely understand where they're coming from. Their parents worked very hard for what they had. And, you know, they tried to make a better life for us. So I get it. But growing up in an environment where this was a repeating theme taught my brain that being an adult means responsibility and no fun. So my gremlin then took this a step further and my gremlin would come out and it would tell me, you're not allowed to have fun as an adult. You have a job, you have bills, you have kids, you need to be serious. And if you have fun, your life is somehow going to fall apart. So for years, I felt constrained Like if I laughed too hard, the adult police were going to come and get me. If I lost control or was silly, a SWAT team was going to freeze my bank account and call my employer and make sure that they didn't employ me anymore. So I was always quiet at gatherings. I laughed politely at dinners. Um, I was rarely silly with my kids. And I know it sounds a little ludicrous, but this is kind of 
Again, the gremlin always takes it just a little bit further, and it is not based in reality. What it was really based on was the fear of my parents that they weren't going to be able to care for us if somebody lost a job. So they wanted to make sure they could care for us and make sure that we were going to be able to care for ourselves and support ourselves in the future. So that fear came through and instilled in me, and that's how my brain interpreted it. And it kept me small for so many years as an adult, and it really sucked the joy out of my life. So I want you to think back to when you were a kid in elementary school and we're out at recess, swinging on the monkey bars, running around, jumping over to the swings, then maybe, you know, running over to the baseball field, maybe kicking a kickball, then running back over and doing something else on the playground. Think about all of that. It was thoroughly enjoyable. You were laughing, giggling, running around with friends, and then you'd probably find other friends. It was always different, but kind of the same. And it was completely purposeless. You didn't have an agenda. You were just kind of spending the time and were always called back in and like, oh, I don't want to go back into the classroom. That was play. That was play when we were children. And that was encouraged. We had recess in school, and then as we got to middle school and high school, that ended. That playfulness turned into sports that were competitive, and it just ended. There wasn't that play anymore that was just for fun. So in this episode, I want to tackle what play looks like as an adult, because it is really important for our brains. It helps us be more creative. It helps us form connections with others. It can help us with our social interactions. It helps grow parts of our brain to help improve brain function. It increases our energy. It relieves stress. It is incredible what adult play does for our brain and our bodies. So a lot of this research is attributed to Dr. Stuart Brown, who is a psychiatrist, a clinical researcher, and founder of the National Institute for Play. He originally got into his research researching murderers, which sounds awful, but the common thread among these murderers was that they were not able to play as children He thought this was so interesting that he continued to study it and has learned so much more about how play impacts the brain, not only through childhood, but as an adult. He says that out of all the creatures living on Earth, humans are the most plastic of all the creatures and therefore the most playful. And this gives us a leg up on adaptability. But if we don't play, our brains become stagnant and can't see creative solutions. He says very poignantly, the opposite of play is not work. It's depression. Yeah, depression. This is something to be taken so seriously. Again, we can help rewire our brains by knowing this information. 
Because if you had told me several years ago when I was completely burnt out, oh, you just need to schedule some play into your day, I would have been like, I don't have time for that. Are you kidding me right now? Play? No, I can't. Again, the adult police will come and get me and I will lose my job and I will be destitute on the side of the street with my kids, right? So I want you to have this information so that you understand the impact that play has on your brain and how it can better your life significantly with the new connections it makes in your brain. So yeah, we do have to make a little bit of time for this. And I'm here to help you with very simple things that you can integrate into your really super busy day to get some play and start helping your brain rewire. So when I was really thinking about this, you know, one way that I get play in right now is playing cornhole with our neighbors. Now, that is not where I would have started when I was burnt out. Because when I was burnt out, I was still in the cycle of being extremely competitive because it was attached to my how worthy I was, right? If I didn't win, I was worthless. So I couldn't have started there because now when I play cornhole, it's not about winning. It is literally just about laughing with friends. I could care less who wins. It's fun if I win. It's fun if I don't win. It's fun if we quit in the middle of the game. It doesn't matter to me because it's just plain fun. And we laugh a lot and we crack jokes and we pump each other up and it's awesome. But again, I don't think I could have started there because when I we started, a lot of times I'd be like, okay, we're going to have a family game night. It's going to be good. It's going to involve the kids and it's going to be great. And I'm doing a good thing. And then we, you know, play Uno and it would end in tears, right? Somebody was mad that they didn't win. And then we were trying to help, but then we got mad because they're throwing cards and walking away. And it was not good. I mean, once competition enters into the ring of play, it doesn't help anything. Play needs to be for pure enjoyment, without competition, and just for fun, purposeless play. And so how do you do this? So that's where you start, so that you can start rewiring your brain, so that when you do get to a point where you're playing games like Cornhole or Uno, that it really is about the enjoyment of it and the competition falls away and it really becomes play and enjoyable. So where I started with bringing play into my life was through things that I really like to do. So I thought dance parties were super fun. And so we'd put on a song in the kitchen, you know, before or after dinner and dance. And it was super fun. There was no competition. It was just, and the thing is like one of my daughters sometimes doesn't want to dance. And I had to learn, she doesn't have to participate for me to have fun. I didn't, I encouraged her, but 
I didn't make her do it, right? Like, that's what I would have done in the past. I would have been like, get your butt up here and dance because we're having a dance party and this is what fun is, right? No, I had to let that go. I just had to be like, okay, if she doesn't want to participate, fine. I'll dance here by myself. This is making me feel good. That's what this is about. It's just about you having just a little bit of fun. And again, a song maybe lasts two and a half, three minutes. So super fast, you can totally get that into your day. Other things that helped me, again, non-competitive things. So I like to color. It kind of zones me out. And I am totally a within the lines colorer. I like, you know, really making it look beautiful. They have tons of adult coloring books out there. That was kind of nice for me. It was a nice way to spend a few minutes. And again, it doesn't have to be a half an hour. You can spend a few minutes doing it, enjoy it, leave it, come back to it when you can. Another thing, if you have kids and they're young, do something silly with them. I mean, they love it. You will get so much enjoyment out of it, but you do have to let go. I mean, I was the mom that's like, I don't like messes. I don't like cleaning up messes. I don't want them around. It's easier just to not do the painting than have them paint and get it everywhere. And then I have to clean it up. I get it. I was totally that person. But you can totally make it easy on yourself. So go pick up a 99 cent tablecloth at the dollar store and get some finger paints and have a ton of fun. Or maybe it's just a tickle party that causes no mess and is so much fun. And even just being silly, like putting on a costume or putting on silly glasses can sometimes just crack your kids up if they just aren't expecting you to do it. And honestly, when they start cracking up, you start cracking up, your brain lights up, it starts rewiring. It is awesome. And again, it doesn't have to take a long time. If you don't have kids, my hope is that you have a pet in your life. Play with the pet. I mean, a dog, I mean, throw it a stick. It doesn't have to cost any money. If you have a cat, you know, take one of those, uh, take a piece of string. Again, it doesn't cost any money. You can take a shoelace and have a cat chase a shoelace. I mean, it's fun. These don't need to have tons of money behind them. One other thing that I really, I really enjoyed, I did this once at work, was I looked up dad jokes and just like told them randomly. It was so fun. And people laughed so hard at these jokes because they're so corny. It is hard not to get a laugh. So, I mean, again, look one up. It takes, what, 30 seconds to tell a joke. And it's very playful. It's just a lot of fun. So that's another way to get this in. Another thing that we did early on is we bought tickets to a comedy club. Now, this would be a little bit more expensive, but it was fun. We went with neighbors and we laughed. I mean, heartily laughed. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And so, you know, I never considered myself creative, although I do now. That was a way to bring in laughter for me because I I wasn't being very creative at first of how to work this play into my life. So these are all different ways that you can bring play into your life. And if I didn't mention something that you really love, do what you love, do what makes you crack up or extremely joyful. And it doesn't have to take a long time. I think that's the biggest thing is that I used to think I had to set aside so much time for each thing. 
It can literally be a few minutes. And a few minutes gives your brain this huge boost that it needs to rewire. It is incredibly simplistic how amazing, amazing your brain is and how little it needs to give you what you need. I strongly encourage every one of you to fight your no fun gremlin that comes out. Maybe yours isn't like mine. Maybe yours says, I have too much to do. I, I don't have time for fun. Or maybe yours says, I can't be silly. I have to be serious. I'm the adult. I need to set a good example. Maybe yours says, I need to have purpose to have fun, meaning I have to have that time be worth something. I have to win or it has to be expensive for me to feel like it was worth the time. Or maybe it's that it has to be with all of the kids and every single person has to have fun in order for it to count. Nope, nope, nope. All of these, wrong. Fight your gremlin. You can have fun in just a few minutes, just a few seconds. We can rewire our brain with these little tiny things that we can integrate in and make a better life. And you'll be surprised how quickly it happens if you take just a little bit of time for you and to rewire your brain to have a better life for you. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.